I invite you to take the Pew Bible and join us in the reading of the Holy Scripture this morning. Our first lesson is taken from Psalm 137, verses 1 through 6. You may find that on page 502 in the Pew Bible. Let us hear these ancient words from the psalmist. Begin with verse 1 of Psalm 137. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and there we wept when we remembered Zion. On the willows there, we hung up our hearts. For there our captors ask us for songs and our tormentors ask for mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How could we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. Let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. If I do not remember you, if I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy. And our second lesson comes from Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. You may find that on page 978 in your pew Bible. These verses of chapter 12, verses 1 through 2, follow the long list of the faithful who are named in chapter 11. Let us hear these ancient words. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who, for the sake of the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I miss Ella Britton, mother of my best childhood friend, Jim Britton, from the Winston community. She was my Sunday school teacher during my boyhood days, and she loved all 12 or 15 of us rambunctious boys in the Flat Rock community with God's kind of love. I miss Tim Cole, a good friend and fellow student summer missionary in the Georgia Tech Baptist Student Union back in the 1960s, born and raised right down here across the river and the Roscoe community, buried there in the cemetery of Macedonia Baptist Church, Coweta County, at the age of 23, killed in the crash of his medevac, Huey Chopper, which he was piloting while rescuing wounded soldiers in a Vietnamese skirmish. I miss Irene Royal, one of our church matriarchs in Fitzgerald, who made the best fresh coconut cake this side of heaven. I miss Gerald Thompson and Marion Massey, 
visionary leaders in our South Georgia community who gave us more grace than a group of conflicted Baptist church members could muster and mentored us in the ways of living out our faith and public service and community development. I miss Ruth Stegall, Brenda Gale's mother, and her beautiful rose garden and her sharing of those beautiful roses with all of her neighbors and family members. And I miss my daddy, who in partnership with my mother introduced me to my journey of faith as a follower of Jesus through the commitment to our Lord, to the church, to getting a good education, to hard work, and most of all, forgiving love. As I look across the sanctuary this morning, I'm reminded of the troubled waters and the valley of the shadow of death through which you have made passage in recent days and weeks and months. And we must acknowledge that for many, if not all of us, <clears throat> excuse me, the journey continues to be a struggle as we grieve the death of our spouses, <clears throat> excuse me, our mothers, our fathers, our daughters and sons, our uncles and cousins and neighbors and friends, and as we daily measure just how much we miss them. Our friend and retired senior pastor of this church, Steve Davis, lost his precious wife, Sherry, five years and one week ago on Monday, October 31st, 2016, after a two-and-a-half-year fight with cancer. In his letter to the church on the following Sunday morning, November the 6th, which was also All Saints Day, Steve quoted these words given to him by a friend, and I quote, Grief, I've learned, is really just love. It's all the love you want to give but cannot. All of that unspent love gathers up in the corners of your eyes, the lump in your throat, and in that hollow part of your chest. Grief is just love with no place to go, end quote. So here we are on Sunday morning, November the 7th, 2021, celebrating All Saints Day, just two and a half weeks from Thanksgiving Day and only three weeks from the first Sunday of Advent with the theme of hope. As followers of our Lord Jesus Christ, this time of the year is supposed to be a time of thanksgiving and joyous celebration and fellowship with our families, our respective communities of faith, and our neighbors and our friends. However, we must admit that there are days when we are overwhelmed with grief and simply do not want to hear any talk of celebration. As a matter of fact, while we may respect the intent of, uh, of such places and phrases 
as the celebration of one's homegoing, we simply do not want to hear that kind of language when that one whom we love, adore, and cherish, and with whom we have invested our entire lives is no longer present with us physically. And that lump is stuck in our throats. This morning, I ask you to consider with me how we might move forward through our grief in healthy and fulfilling ways in partnership with the Holy Comforter. May we listen again to the following words from the Holy Scripture and allow our imagination to explore these words from this particular psalm of lament. Oddly enough, a psalm of lament. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and there we wept and we, as we remembered Zion. On the willows there we hung our harps and there our captors asked us for songs and our tormentors asked for mirth, saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. And then the question is asked again, how can we sing the songs of Zion while in a foreign land? For the people of Israel at that time, they had lost everything. They had lost their temple. They had lost their uh, capital city, Jerusalem. They had lost their nation. They had lost their loved ones. Many of them had, and maybe even they had forgotten about the very covenant with God. They had lost a lot. And were asking, how in the world can we sing the songs of Zion? So let us be honest with ourselves and with God this morning. We sit by our rivers of Babylon and we weep when we remember our loved ones. We hang our harps on the poplars and the songs in our hearts and on our lips are muted as our joy has been taken. Trite messages from well-meaning pilgrims such as God knew what he was doing when he took him or her from us, or they are in a better place, those trite phrases torment us, and we respond with, but you don't understand. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in this miserable state of grief? May I suggest that we heed the words of the psalmist, to remember Jerusalem, remember our beloved, remember our home, remember our stories, and consider Jerusalem, that is, our beloved, our home, our stories, as our highest joy. So how do we remember? How do we remember? We remember our beloved by telling their stories, which are also our stories. I want to share a a personal story with you. Uh, Five years ago and just over a week ago on Friday, uh, October the 28th, 1946, I celebrated my 70th birthday. And for this milestone in my life, I had set a goal of retracing a four-mile bike ride along a 
the Flat Rock Road from Highway 61 and the Marathon Station over to our home place in the community. And I wanted to retrace this route from a daring ride that I made in 1961, 60 years ago at the age of 15. The daring part was that I rode my bicycle backwards for those four miles along that winding and very hilly road without stopping. So on the occasion of my birthday, I asked two of our young ministers here at the church, John and Katie Calloway, uh, to join me. They were avid bikers, and I asked them to ride along with me. Brenda Gale and our friends Lewis and Susan Baumstark followed along in the pickup truck, okay? <laughs> and uh, there was some question about whether we should have an ambulance following, following them. <laughs> I wanted the younger senses and energetic drive of Katie and John to support me as I move forward while facing backward. Our teamwork assured safe passage with both oncoming and following traffic, wondering what in the world is going on. We all had each other's back as we moved forward and accomplishing our goal. And it was enjoyable to look back and see where we had been while they were looking forward. There's a lesson in this story for myself, and I, I would hope for you too. We add a wholesome perspective to our lives when, we, when our vision includes looking back at our past life experiences, looking around at our current investment of time, talents, and resources in the lives of others, and looking forward looking into the future with great anticipation of life yet to be lived. And of course, all of which is set in the context of relationships. First and foremost, our relationship with God, and secondly, our relationship with our beloved, our friends, and our neighbors. More importantly, as the writer of Hebrews reminds us concerning our vision, and I'm using this morning, I want to read those two verses from Hebrews chapter 12 again. I want to read that from uh, Eugene Peterson's uh, contemporary translation from the message. So hear these words again. Do you see what this all means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we'd better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race, we're in. Study how he did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed, that exhilarating finish in and with God, he could put up with anything along the way, including 
the cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor, right right alongside God. So when you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item. That long litany of hostility he plowed through, that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. And may it be so with our lives. As we are moving forward, however difficult the struggles may be, it is vitally important that one or more of us And our families look back and remember our beloved and tell their stories, which are our stories. And as we are going forward, let us keep our eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race that we are in. Among our beloved named here today and remembered who are members of this church and who have joined that great cloud of witnesses in heaven above, I have some stories to tell and I will keep telling them. I know that you will do the same and may all who come behind us find us faithful. Grace and peace to you. May we pray. Eternal God, whose people are joined together in the community of faith, the very body of our Lord Jesus Christ, grant us grace to follow your blessed saints in lives of faith and commitment, to tell their stories, and to know the inexpressible joys you have prepared for those who love you through our Lord Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. This morning, if you sense the work of the Spirit of God calling you to follow in the way of Jesus, or if you feel compelled to come and become a member of this fellowship, uh, we welcome you with open hearts and open arms. Christopher will be standing here in the altar to greet you. Uh, Let us stand now and sing our, our hymn, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus.